This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of The Drop Podcast. I am your host, Lance Descott, as always. It's great to have everybody here. It always is. We got the Blues and Bruins to talk about. There was a controversial hit in this game in the second period, Braden Shin on Crakey. We're going to go into that hit and discuss the NHL's decision on that hit and whether to give Braden Shin a couple game suspension or possibly a fine or maybe even both. But let's go ahead and get into the game first. Bruins, one of the best teams in the league, been playing very well. Even though they've got injuries, they've been able to bring up some young guys that have stepped in, and it's going to make this team, in my mind, even better for the playoffs, giving those young guys some NHL experience. In fact, it was one of the young guys that would give the Bruins the first goal of the game. Now, it wasn't a beautiful goal, but hey, he'll take it. Marchand close quarters, so I'd go back to Petrangelo, cleared off the referee, and a shot, score! It counts! If it goes directly in off a referee, it does not. But it is Donato's goal, and it is 1-0 Bruins. A little help from Brad Watson. He felt terrible about it right after the play. He goes and says to Alex Petrangelo, sorry about that. Look, he tries to get out of the way, goes off the backside, and then Donato, Johnny on the spot, ever the opportunist, takes advantage of that turnover, and A.J., he hammers that to the back of the net with a rolling puck. Yeah, Petrangelo wasn't too happy about that, even though Brad Watson apologized. But still, you've got to get out of the way as a referee. You've got to allow the play to develop. And these guys have been refs for a long, long time. So Brad Watson, there's really no excuse. Accidents happen, and you just got to deal with them, and the Blues had to move forward. That goal was uh, Donato's second since he's been uh, called up since his college career finished. It was unassisted. 10 minutes, 12 seconds into the first power play goal. The Bruins are leading one to nothing. That's the way the first period would end. Both goalies played pretty dang good. Boston had nine shots on goal and had really some great opportunities. They were stifling the Blues in the neutral zone. Blues didn't get much going, had five shots on goal, and I wouldn't say had a lot of scoring opportunities. Going into the second period, a lot of the same play that was in the first period, but I would say the Blues probably played a lot better. There would be no goals in this second period, but there would be what Bruins fans are saying is a controversial play. Braden Shin went in and hit Crakey. This wasn't an intentional hit. He didn't go for the head. It wasn't a dirty hit. It wasn't intentional. Now, a lot of Bruins fans are pissed off because David Backus got suspended for a hit, for a hit on Trocek from the Panthers. This was a different hit. The Panthers player was standing straight up, and Backus went straight for his head with his elbow. You should be suspended for that. Shin did not do anything like that. So sorry, Bruins fans, it wasn't an intentional hit. He didn't charge him. He didn't go for the head. It was a player being in the wrong position at the wrong time when a player went to hit him. 
it's sad to see. I don't want anybody getting hurt. And I sincerely hope that Krecki doesn't have any, any kind of uh, long-term effects from that hit to his head. I really do, Bruins fans. I'm not the kind of person to wish anything bad on another team's player. Going into the second period, we need a guy to step up. And who's been that guy that stepped up a lot lately? It would be Jaden Schwartz. He was just very good in the second period. He did his best to get the Blues back in the game. It's a play that kicked across now for Steen. Then stiffly it goes off Schwartz who recovers, moves in, and his shot is held by Hudobin. That wasn't the best angle for Jaden Schwartz to shoot at, but Hudobin made the save. And Hudobin played very good in this game. But you know what? Who played even better? That would be Jake Allen. Jake Allen played lights out in this game. Was the reason the Blues won in my mind. He kept it close enough to where they were able to get back in it. If it wasn't for Jake, this game could have been very easily 3 to nothing or 4 to nothing after 2. But it wasn't. Jake just had a stellar, and I mean stellar, second period. This is fed for Marshand. Oh, and that one grabbed by Jake Allen on a hard drive from Marshand. Here's Wingles moving in, and a great save made by Allen. So Jake, in my mind, was the star of that second period. A very good period for him and a very good game so far. Like I said, that first goal, not much he can do when a guy is about 10 to 12 feet in front of you. It's hard to make those type of saves. And like I said, it it went off the referee, so can't blame that one on Jake. He had the second period. He owned it. The third period, that would be the Blues that owned that period. They really put the pressure on the Bruins. And as I said, who's played great lately? Jaden Schwartz, and he would be the one to tie this game up just a little under halfway through the third period. Finally, change right away. This is a line that AJ likes. It's out there now. They're playing as the third line. They needed to play with more urgency. The composure of Alex Petrangelo, support through the middle of the ice by Braden Shed, and then Jaden Schwartz. He just wires that. Right by Anton Hudobin. Nice draw pass by Steen, and then watch Schwartz head up. He identifies, beats him high, short side. You know, going into the third period, you never really thought the Blues were out of it. They just hung on around there, even though down one to nothing on that fluke goal. They got better as the game went along. It's too bad they didn't play good in the first period because this could have been a different game up to that point. But it doesn't matter. Schwartzy gets his 21st goal, Steen gets his 29th assist. Shin gets his 36 assist, 9 minutes, 36 seconds into the third. We're tied at one apiece. Can you imagine something? How many goals would Jaden Schwartz have if he wouldn't have missed any games? I'm thinking 35 to 40 goals. Some people may think I'm nuts, but I'm honestly thinking 35 to 40 goals. I think this guy is a 35 to 40 goal scorer. And I've been saying this since last year. This kid is one of the most underrated players in the league. He's starting to get some fanfare, but he really needs to be considered one of the better young players in this league. So the Blues kept pecking away, kept pecking away, trying to end this game in regulation. And with just about three seconds left, I thought for sure they were going to, but Hudobin kept the Blues out of the net and we went to OT. at the end. What a save by Anton Hudobin. Not once, but twice. Fighting off Dmitry Yashkin. Phenomenal response by Hudobin. Definitely a nail-biter coming out of that third period. I thought for sure the Blues were going to win it. 
in dramatic fashion with just a couple seconds left. But Hudoba needs credit. He got where he needed to be, put his body up, his glove up, his stick up, and made the save. But in OT, Hudoba would not be able to stop Jaden Schwartz. Schwartz took control of this game. Like I said, he started playing very good in the second period, was all over the ice, tied the game up, and he gets the game winner just 30 seconds into overtime to give the Blues a huge 2-1 to win. Schwartz, scorer of the Blues goal tonight. He roars ahead. Toe drag, scores! Well, the Bruins got what they needed, the point to get him into the playoff. St. Louis, they needed the extra point to stay alive in the playoff race, and they just got it. Jane Schwartz with an old solo Mio rush. He'll back Patty Grizzick way off the line. That's not good gap control. He uses him as a screen, AJ, and snaps it home with a game win. Jaden Schwartz is very good at using players to screen the goaltender. He's, I think, one of the best on the team that does that. Knows when to do it. Knows when to release the shot. He, he just knows what to do with the puck. The guy is a goal scorer. And I don't see a ceiling on this guy's uh, accomplishments. Hey, he could go down as one of the Blues' best scorers. And I'm not just saying that because of the way he played last night. This guy doesn't give up. And I know I've called out a lot of Blues players this year. I have not really called out Jaden Schwartz because I don't think I've ever really seen him play a terrible game. Are there games where he's not as good as other games? Sure. Every player can't be up for every game. But man, Jaden Schwartz just gives it 110% every game. Jaden Schwartz, that would be his 22nd goal. Pareko gets his 28th assist. Shin gets his 37th assist. And as I said, 30 seconds into OT, the Blues win 2-1. to one. Not a ton of shots on goal. The Bruins had 22, the Blues had 20. Face-offs, the Blues won that battle 58% to 42%. Both teams had two power plays. Boston scored on that first goal, that flute goal, and that was a power play. Hits, the Blues just were more physical than the Bruins. 46 hits to 24 hits. The Bruins blocked 20 shots, and the Blues blocked 13. Giveaways, the Bruins had four, and the Blues had three. Let's go ahead and go into the post-game interviews where we're going to hear from Jake Allen, who had another stellar game. We're going to hear from the star of the game, Jaden Schwartz, and then, of course, Coach Mike on these two big points that the Blues needed. Yeah, we know if we lose a game or lose a couple, we might be out of it. So it's just points right now. And uh, to be able to tie it up and you know, know for sure we got a point in overtime was a good step. We won the third period, and that was our goal. And, you know, Schwartz was another great shot, great play. And um, whatever it takes right now, it's... Uh, Emotional games, no question. It's uh, uh, I need to take a deep breath and relax after them. They're they're a little different than uh, you know mid-November game right now for us. So it's uh, it's fun, um, and we gotta enjoy it tonight and then uh, refocus again tomorrow. You saw? You, did you feel like? Did you see the little opening there that he was pretty much gonna dart right through there and take it himself? Yeah, and he had, he made a nice move actually. He changed the angle. I had a perfect view of it, about six inches, and great shot. Seen a play like that, their first goal where the referee gets an assist basically on the play? Uh, I don't know. That's just crazy balance. I don't know. It's sweet a couple tonight and right on the guy's tape. What can you do? You said, you said these are fun, but at the same time, is it, is it more fun or more stressful? Can you kind of put them into where? Yeah, there's, I think probably the fans are more stressed than we are out there. You know, we're just playing. It's just, uh, you know, a lot of second nature to us. and. We're just going with it, you know, whether there's highs and lows of the game, uh, you know, emotions of the game, you know, there's frustrating minutes, there's 
there's a happy minutes and obviously at the end of the game we uh, would played hard enough in the last two periods to, to get the job done. What is it that's uh, so tough about a Jaden Schwartz shot to stop? Uh, I don't know. He'll probably say nothing. But he made a couple of nice moves tonight and just quick releases. You know, he's. Uh, I think that's the biggest thing in the league. If you can get the puck off quick, off your stick before a goalie can get a read on it, it's, uh, it's hard to stop. With where you guys are in the season and where you have been in, in these games, what's it tell you about this team that you have been able to come back and win? Uh, it shows a lot, especially with our top players right now. It's... We're obviously without Vladi, we lost Bo, you know, traded Stas. Those are three of our best players. And I would without Uppy and uh Hutz, it's uh tough times, but you know, we were in the same position last year and we found a way to get it done. You know, it's been a, a wild year for a lot of us, but uh you know we're playing well right now and um like I said the last few you know, a lot of people probably counted us out, but you know, we're uh, we're sticking right there right now. Gave it to me behind the net and I know I had some space so just try to pick up some speed and see what was going to develop. And the one guy kind of went with Shinner. So I kind of had a little one-on-one -on -one and um, just tried changing the angle and getting it through the guy's legs. So right away, did you figure you were, you were going to take that coast to coast and go yourself? No, it kind of depends on what they're doing a little bit. And, you know, with Shinner, you can either cut and drop or give it to him wide and cut in and try different things. But I just felt like their one guy went over to him far enough and it just kind of gave me a little one-on-one. -on -one and it's tough for a D-man on a three-on-three because three it's hard to gap up. So I had a little bit more speed. Did you use the guy for a screen there a little bit too? Or? Uh, I think so. I honestly just don't know. I just tried changing the angle, and I wasn't thinking shot the whole time. I just uh, last second let it go. What is it with this team right now? The come from behind wins, the overtime wins. What's what's going on? Yeah, I think we're just back to believing in ourselves, and um, you know we're playing hard for each other, and we've learned from that little drought we went through, and um, you know, like I said earlier, how how hard it is, and how well we have to play, and. Um, I think you just learn when you go through something like that and uh, makes you hungry to win. And um, we're doing a good job of playing a full 60 minutes, not giving up. We're, you know, there's stretches in games where other teams might have momentum, but um, we're not panicking and, and um, you know, we're kind of taking a shift by shift right Especially now. Especially after the second and third period, you guys kind of almost frustrated. Like we're getting so many opportunities, maybe not on goal, but opportunities. Yeah, we've had that before, though, in games where it seems like we have tons of shots, tons of opportunities not going in, and maybe sometimes we get a little bit frustrated, so we're trying not to do that and, um, you know, still believing and still having that good feeling where we can tie it up or, or take the lead. They came at you hard in the, in the, in the first period. What, how did you guys kind of take control of the game or at least get it back to more even, uh, even footing? Yeah. yeah, we just regrouped after the first. Jake made some big saves, and, um, you know, they were up one nothing, but their goal they had was just an unlucky bounce and should never happen. And, um, you know, they're, they're a good team. These teams are going to get some momentum, but um, <clears throat> we're doing a good job of regrouping and um, talking things over and, and changing, changing a few things up. Given the importance of the game, what's what's the emotion like when you net a winner like that and everything kind of plays out the way it does? Can you take, take me through what that feels like? Uh, it's a good feeling all around. And, you know, the last the last week to 10 days has been good, and we want to keep having that feeling. And um, it's a fun time of the year. It's exciting. There's the standings are so close and the points are huge. So um, we're laying everything on the line right now. And um, it's an emotional time of the year, obviously. You didn't have much room on that first shot either, did you? Well, we knew it was in there, but uh, but obviously we're finding it at the right time, at least, you know. Um, it was, uh, thought, I thought it was a pretty slow start to the game. Um, you know, obviously a tough bounce on the first goal against. Uh, but still, I think that there were some things that, like, 
our, our, our transition game wasn't good enough. That's what led to that penalty. That's what led to us, you know, having five shots or whatever it was in the first period. Um, but uh, but came out with a with a better mindset in the second period. I thought as the game went on, we built. Um, but we'll have to be better next game. I think so. I think the first period they were spending a lot of time in their own zone. So um, that was that was obviously something we we had to change. Emotional. That's what we have to be careful of. I think that that was part of uh, what contributed to our slow start tonight. Um, you know, whether it's whether it's individuals having really emotional highs or or the team having an emotional high, um, you have to make sure that that you know you don't get caught up in that. And uh, and obviously the, the games are so meaningful that, that that makes them more emotional. And then when you win sort of in a dramatic way where you have to keep fighting and, and then there's such a, a, a sigh of relief at the end of the game when you get that win, you have to make sure that you put that behind you and find a way to get refocused and, and re-energized. And, uh, and so that'll be that'll be the, the message tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, I, I think what we've been seeing is, it's you know, when we're playing this way, a different guy has a chance to be the hero every night. Um, and what we're also seeing is that our, uh, you know, our veterans, our our leaders, are you know, they're they're laying it on the line right now. They're playing their best hockey when we need them to. And uh, and obviously, I don't think we win these games if without them. Before uh, Schwartz scored his two goals, he, he seemed to be one of the more productive uh, shot generators. Well, he, that's what Schwartz, he's going to find a way. It doesn't matter what the, the style or the system of, of the other team or what their personnel is that he's going against. Um, you know, when, when you've got speed and you've got skill and you've got hockey sense, but, but more importantly, you're, you're, uh, have that, that determination, you're going to find a way. Well, that it is. Uh, you know that that has to be. That's you know that looking at the group and how we're we're going to be successful, how we've been successful. That that has to be. You know, we're not a pretty team right now, and and we can't be. If we try to play pretty hockey, then um, then it's not going to end well. It's going to end up in turnovers, and even some of that we had that tonight. Um, but you know, when we're committed to playing the right way and we're getting pucks in behind the defenseman, it allows us to generate more physicality on the forecheck. When you do that, uh, you know, I think that you grind teams down. Yeah, that was what was missing in the first period. That was what we needed. We we knew that this was a pressure team, and you have to move the puck quick. And uh, if you're hanging on too long, and and and. Uh, you know, trying to skate too long, trying to look for the perfect play, then then it ends up in turnovers. But I think that we started to be more direct and and uh, have more of a north mentality. Well, not from what I've seen, to be honest with you. But I mean, I haven't watched the replay of it. But I was, you know, so I, I would have to watch the replay. Maybe if you're asking me, then maybe it was worse than what I thought. I, I thought it was a body check, but you know, again, maybe I'll take a look at it here. But um, you know, I think that that Schenner is a real honest, clean player who plays plays a physical brand of hockey, but um, certainly don't think there's any intention on his part. Mike, you guys have been behind in these three games. What's it been like on the bench? Has it been, has it been very vocal? Obviously, you mentioned emotion. What's it been like? Very vocal, and uh, yeah, it, it, I mean, you can feel the emotion. You can tell that the players are determined and, uh, and you know, certainly not um, allowing, you know, the fact that you're down in a game to 
to take away from the energy and and uh, and 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 really the, ultimately the goal, which is winning a hockey game. So uh, guys have kept pushing, kept finding a way, and I think that you know again when you. We've been doing a better job of, of playing a type of game that allows you to take over games in the third period or allows you to, to come back in a game and, uh, you know, where you're making it hard on them, you're finishing checks, you're making them play in their own zone. Um, those are games that you can come back in. And, uh, and like I said, we've been doing a better job of that. Do you know what's different about this team in their last several games? I think they've won now five out of their last six, if I'm not mistaken. The differences between that team that's won five out of six and the team that lost seven in a row when they would get behind, they fell apart. They just started making more mistakes. They stopped moving their feet, and they just didn't play well. It's like they would just put their heads down and give up. In this recent winning streak, they've not done that. They could have done that last night, but they didn't. They didn't let the fact that the first goal was a fluke and, and let it get to them. They kept their heads up. They started to play better as the first period went on, but I thought they really turned it on in the second period and really elevated it in the third period. And that's what they needed to do. Hopefully this team can continue to do that. There's going to be games where they're probably going to get behind. But as long as they continue to play their game, they're going to be in most games. That's just the way the game is. Is it possible they could play a great game and still lose? Sure it is. You could play the best game in the world and lose 3-2, to 4-3, to three, whatever. But this team if they play their game, has a chance to win every game. And that's what they're going to have to do for the rest of the time. They'll be playing the Canucks on Friday and the Blue Jackets on Saturday. The Canucks will play the Blackhawks tonight, so hopefully they're tired for their game against the Blues on Friday. That would be awesome. But that doesn't always mean a team's going to play bad when they play back-to-back. The Blues have had several instances this year where they've played good on back-to-back nights. It just depends. Hopefully the Blues can continue their success and have a great game against Vancouver, travel to Columbus, and get another win. They really need every win they can get because you've got the Ducks playing better. You have the Stars still wanting a playoff spot. The Avalanche have started to separate themselves a little bit. Calgary's kind of fallen behind a little bit. But still, those are the teams you've got to make sure you stay ahead to get one of those final playoff spots. And I think the Blues can do that. Now let's head for the segment question, the drop. And this question comes from Marquise. He wants to know if all of the Blues' young players, such as Thomas, Cairo, and Acosta, will make the team next year. Well, that's a great question. I honestly think at least two of those guys will make the team next year. I think those young guys could really help the team, bring some energy back to some of the veterans. Now, is there going to be enough spots for all three of them? I'm not quite sure. It depends on what the Blues do in the offseason. Everybody knows I've said that I really don't think Berglund and Sabotka need to be on this team, but I think the Blues are going to have a hard time moving those guys. I don't think anybody wants to take on those contracts with the kind of output those guys have had. And I know Berglund won the game the other night, and I gave him a lot of credit for that. But he's been very inconsistent this year, and Sabotka's also been up and down. We all know he's not the player he was before he went to the KHL. His game has just changed. There's some games you see him feisty and just giving up the body, and he scores a goal, has a couple assists, but it's just too few and far between. I think the two guys that are going to make this team, I think the two guys that are going to make this team are most likely Thomas and Kairou. Those are the two that I think are going to make the team. Is it possible that Costin could make the team too? Yeah, it is. But some roster moves are going to have to be made for that to happen. I'd love to see all three of them in here because I think they can add something. Are are they going to score 
30, 40 goals their first year. No, I don't expect that. They could add energy like Schwartz does, and plus they have the ability to score. They could add energy like Fabry did before he got hurt. They need guys with energy that can score. I don't think they need to go to a full youth movement, because if you go to a full youth movement and you don't mix in enough good veterans, guys that have won before and been successful in the playoffs, there's not a lot of example for these young kids to follow. So I think the Blues need to bring in a veteran or two that maybe have been to the Stanley Cup Finals, that have been to the Western Conference Finals, that know how to win. Whether that can happen, I just don't know. You know, they've got several contracts that need to get out of that they can't. Like I said, Sabotka and Berglund. They're going to have to decide what they're going to do with Fabry. Like I've said before, they need to give him a one-year contract. 800000 somewhere around there. I wouldn't commit two or three years to him. I just wouldn't. If he plays well this year and can come back and shows that knee isn't going to be injured, then by all means, you know, give him a couple-year contract. But you can't go giving this guy a lot of years on a contract after two knee injuries. You can't do it. I love Robbie Fabry, but you just can't do it. Well, thanks for that question. I greatly appreciate it. The offseason is going to be fun for the Blues. I think the rest of the season and hopefully the playoffs is going to be fun for the Blues. This team's doing their best right now to try to get into the playoffs. I wish they would have just won two or three of those games out of the seven they lost. This would be a totally different situation. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. Make sure you join us every time when we recap the Blues games, when we go over what's going on in the NHL. Until next time, stay safe, stay healthy, and let's go Blues. This has been the Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.